Welcome to Joyce, Live Curiously. My name is Philip Motueri. I spend years traveling the world from one fashion week to the next, photographing and interviewing some of the world's most creative minds. I'm a published fashion editor, and through my line of work, I've got to know some of the most influential names in the industry. My friends at Joyce have invited me to speak to some of these inspiring creators in a series of conversations that explore personal understandings of what identity, passion, and motivation are about. Through this podcast, I'm trying to know more about the reasons they chose fashion as a profession, how they stay creative while inspiring thousands of people around the world, but most importantly, what stimulates them to stay curious. My guest for today is the American designer Tom Brown. His brand, based in New York City, was founded in 2003. His expertise in traditional tailoring has won him numerous awards over the years. Among other things, today we'll be discussing his view on living curiously. But first, Tom, let us start with some information about your early career steps. How did everything start for you? My world in fashion started really just simply as a job at Giorgio Armani. I always knew that someday I wanted to do something on my own. And in a way, I, I loved the world, but I, there was something that I wanted to do myself. And after you know, some other jobs in fashion, I thought it was more interesting to try what was very personal to me. And that was 2003 starting with that first gray suit and the fashion for me was just the play on something very classic and something that everybody thought that they understood but the proportions were very new mm -hmm. and that was the start would you say that it was a hard way for you to get where you're here today there were hard moments but i don't know it's, i've been fortunate i've worked hard and um, there have been easy moments there have been hard moments it's been a really interesting story for the last 16 years i mean i'm so happy in where i am now i love where the collections are i like i just love everything about it and tom after working hard for 16 years and you have presented so many miraculous collections. You started off with menswear, and a few years now you're already doing um, women's wear. But what would you say is the purpose of, of your creativity? How do you see it today? Yeah. Is it different from when you started? I think it's exactly the same. It's just evolved and it's, I guess it's matured. A huge part of what I do is just something very classic and something beautifully made, which is, you know, beautiful handmade tailoring, which I think is always fashionable and is always in fashion. Sometimes I think it's even more fashion than fashion is because I always say that something that is beautifully made is always fashionable. For me, I'm very rigorous in regards to keeping that that idea very singular and very focused on what people saw at the beginning and how it evolves every year. Um, and the creativity and the collections that you see and how conceptual they are, are taking those classic ideas and reinterpreting them two times a year for men's and women's four times a year. And it makes that classic idea interesting every year. So speaking of that, how would you define your creative obsessions through a Tom Brown collection? Me as an observer, of course, I see it uh, yeah. and as a consumer, but you as the designer, the head of this brand, how do you, how would you justify these obsessions that you follow season after season, but also manage to have um, a completely new outcome each time? I consciously don't 
pay attention to everything else that is going on from other designers or other brands or what's happening in fashion. And I think it makes it so much easier to just do my thing. And, you know, that thing is really just taking what I've started with and really just every season making sure that you do see it evolving and moving forward. And, you know, sometimes showing things to people that maybe they don't like or that they really like, but um, I'd rather somebody really love it or really hate it as opposed to just liking it. And I think that push and, you know, sometimes it's out of boredom, you know, sometimes I, I need to challenge myself and even just do things to make myself re-engage every season. But to push myself to see things that are interesting to me and, um, and hopefully show people things that they haven't seen in the past. And are you interested to, let's say, see how people observe your work? Or not? I would rather hear their interpretations of it as opposed to me talking about it. Does it change your way of seeing your own work? Um, yeah, no, no, no. Some people have amazing interpretations of what I do. I always feel like the work is so much more interesting than me talking about it. And it is more in what you see as opposed to me having to put words to it. Some people have amazing interpretations of it and sometimes more intellectual than I would have ever thought. And I love that. Because sometimes conceptually what I put in front of people isn't as intellectual as people think it is. But you're also one of those designers that is exhibited in museums. Your work has been embraced by the academia yeah. and is used uh, as some kind of tool to learn from. How do you see this part of your work? Have you ever thought about being part of this, of this world? Being included in museums and museum shows and being parts of museum collections is, I think, a lot more interesting sometimes than commercially selling product. Being able to do something that is at that level, I think, is really special. And it's not, it's not like I consciously design for that purpose, but I do want to put ideas in front of people that are worthy of discussion. Because your work carries this quality, they're, they're close to look at. Um, and looking at them is sometimes not enough. There's the need to know more about them. What's yeah. the story behind them? Which is very rare in fashion nowadays. Mm -hmm. Going back to the um, obsessions, which was my subject that I touched before, mm -hmm. I want to ask you about this um, um, obsession you have about uniforms and uniformity, not only in your collections, but also in your everyday life and also your team is dressed in a way that is easily recognized by everyone. Yeah. Where does need come from? And if you can give us more explanation. For me, there's two reasons. I mean, for me at work in regards to how we all represent the collection is so important that it's a very singular vision because I want people to have an image of what Tom Brown is when they think of something. I think the best designers from the past, you always have an image of what that designer or that brand has done or what they represent. And for me, I represent that singular image. One, because I love it. And I think there's something very strong in its classicism, but also too in how it takes that classic idea and it makes it look so much more interesting. For me, the idea of uniformity, I think is there's something so confident in somebody that adopts the uniform from themselves, like has a real true sense of themselves and their sense of style that they don't need to feel like they need to change every day. 
But your type of uniformity is so much different than the way uh, Christian Dior was dressing his atelier women. It's, it's much more than just a wide robe. Yeah. You actually created a uniform yeah. that is a Tom Brown uniform. Yeah. And I wonder if, let's say, when you choose the people working for you, where does the uniform appear? <laughs> it appears on the second day that they <laughs> No, it's, it's, you know, the uniform is based off of, you know, a very classic uniform. I mean, it is a classic man's uniform. And everybody fits into it the way that it fits for them. And it's, it's very specific, but I think everybody, I love how everybody, I think, truly does look like an individual in that uniform. And I think that's what's the most interesting thing for me is that you see... Everybody has a true individual personality within the same pieces of clothing. And I think that's what makes it interesting and, for me. Um, and your sense, of course, of proportion. You have this tendency to revisit the body's outline and within each collection, you transform it into something new. Why do you think we have this need throughout the centuries to reintroduce the body and transform it? Why we have this need through clothing to create something new? The idea of proportion for me is you're right in that most collections do start from my approach to how am I going to change the idea of proportion for this season. And for me, it's, at least from a design point of view, it's a very interesting way of approaching a classic idea. And... I don't really, really think of it much more past that. Mm -hmm. um, Last season in the menswear collection, mm -hmm. um, you had the boys wearing corsets, which yeah. you repeated also yesterday. And in a way, you're forming their body into something that is more um, feminine, I would yeah. say. But at the same time, it looked very much masculine. Mm. Why do you have this need to, to break the boundaries, let's say, through your designs? One of the most important things for me is to make people think. And I think there is something really interesting in the idea of taking something that's, I think, mostly considered feminine and putting it on a guy. I think it looks actually more masculine than it looks feminine. I think it shows power, it shows confidence, and the confidence of having a guy dress in a way that is traditionally feminine, I think there's something more masculine about that than sometimes just wearing something that is masculine. Mm -hmm. And what about the classics? You also have this tendency to, to manipulate the classics. A suit in your hands becomes something different. You have this need to always change things and turn it into something new. Could we suggest that in the future, this might be the way of preserving the classics? Yeah, I mean, it's what makes them interesting. I mean, it is my job. I mean, the last thing anybody would want is for me to just do something that is like normal and classic. And the last thing the world needs is another just piece of clothing. I mean, it's fundamental to where I started. It's taking that classic idea and making it look like it's a new idea. What I truly find outstanding about Tom Brown is his ability to stay true to his morals, his sense of excitement and genuine ability for spectacle. He's the most fantasy-motivated designer that Paris and New York has. Strong and cinematic, his incredible tailoring abilities never fail to place him in the same box 
as the greatest couturiers in the history of contemporary fashion. I see him perhaps like another Alice in Wonderland, exploring and discovering new fantastic worlds. Brown continues to impress season after season, both with his menswear and womenswear collections, playing the game of fashion by his own rules. There's a very deep attachment to materiality in his clothes, and a great innocence and playfulness in his approach. Whatever it is that he discovers, he's generous enough to share it with the world. I always cherish my meetings with him, as there's always something to learn and take home with me. How do you start? Do you have a mood board, sketches? What is the process before we see the, the garments on the runway? I mean, the, the process is, it's fundamentally the same every season, but there are, you know, definitely different nuances throughout each collection. It usually starts very simply from just a very general idea. Like this past one was basically 18th century panniers on a man. And then it evolves the development of the ideas. It can evolve, but it starts from an idea, and that idea could either come from something I saw from a piece of art or a movie I saw or um, conversation I've had with Andrew or something. And then I do conceptual sketches that I share with the team, which are very conceptual in regards to more the idea of proportion and shape and volume and and then we go directly into draping and developing mm -hmm. the shapes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other obsessions apart from fashion? How is Tom at home? I'm obsessed by my dog, <laughs> Hector, um, Andrew. Um, we just bought a house, so that's going to be a nice project for the next, um, hopefully not longer than a year and a half. But um, obsessions, you know, I mean, work is a lot. So when I have free time, Andrew and I love just doing not very much. I mean, I do sports all the time. I, I run still and just enjoy some quiet time. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. So I want to ask you about curiosity. What is the role of curiosity in what you're creating? How do you use curiosity in your life? I think I'm always curious about everything. I think, I don't think you can be creative without being curious. Um, for me, I just love to see things new. I think it's really just the idea of just making sure that you are hungry to see new things. Yeah. When was the last time, let's say, that you used curiosity to discovering a whole new perspective or a whole new thing that you never used before, never knew about before? even a whole new perspective about life or the way you work or... Mm. I think um, what you actually saw in the show with James's performance was probably the most recent idea of not seeing things differently, but like almost being reminded how much hard work it takes to be at a certain level. Mm -hmm. When you see somebody that is at that level, the professionalism and the... The stamina? The stamina, the strength. I mean, just everything about being at that level, I think, is is amazing. I mean, and then, of course, you know, even just the curiosity to, to take the idea of the collection and turn it into a man's piece of clothing was something that, you know, took a lot of curiosity in regards to how to create it in a way and put it in front of people that kind of gave it context in a man's world. And I think I use sports references a lot to kind of turn something not always understandable into something understandable to people. And how do you use curiosity in the way you work? When you do your research, for example, 
before starting a collection? I don't work traditionally in regards to a lot of research and a lot of literal references and literal images in front of me. I always feel like, of course, I have some specific references from something I've seen, but I sometimes just like to close my eyes and try to think of something new. Mm -hmm. And with a, a reference that I have, hopefully remembering enough, but forgetting enough that, you know, it becomes something that people will see differently. Mm -hmm. um, order or disorder? What appeals to you the most and why? I like order. Yeah. I like to be very organized and I like the idea of squares and rectangles. Mm -hmm. Not only in your professional life, but also in your private life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can we set boundaries to freedom and the way one expresses creatively, at least? No, I think you should be able to do anything, create everything, anything, and as long as there's a reason for it. I think setting boundaries and having limits, I think it cripples creativity. I think that you should be able to do anything and create anything. I mean, as long as you're responsible and respectful, I don't think you should. Mm -hmm. So there's a line that separates things from responsibility and irresponsibility. Yeah. yeah. How far do you go when you design a collection? And what would you say is the biggest risk? I try to push it as far as possible. And the last thing, especially when you do conceptual fashion, you never want it to come off as costume. And that's the line that I push it to, is really pushing it to that level where it still is in the world of clothing. Mm -hmm. And what would be the, the risk then? Are there risks that you take? Yeah, I think it's different for everyone. I don't really think about wearability and commercial aspects of things. But, um, you know, sometimes there are risks that people won't understand the, the relevance of what I'm doing. But I don't know, I like to take that risk. <laughs> you know, I think it makes it more interesting. Yeah, I think it, it really makes more of a conversation. Mm -hmm. And what about craftsmanship today? Who sets the level of well-made craftsmanship? Mm. Because you're obsessed with it also. Yeah, yeah, I wish more people would set level for craftsmanship because I think it's not appreciated enough. Mm -hmm. And what changed this appreciation throughout the years? I think the commercial world of fashion has changed. Can this change, you think, in the future or not? I think it's, it's really a decision that each designer needs to make. And I just know that the most important thing for me is that people see that every single thing when they come to my showroom is well-made. Mm -hmm. Or in the shows that as conceptual as the idea is, mm -hmm. it is as seriously made as a beautifully tailored jacket. Mm -hmm. But what about the consumer? Aren't we responsible as well yeah. to know more about what we wear? Yeah, you should expect more. Yeah, definitely expect more. And I don't know if you need to really know more, but I think you should expect more. What was the last thing that you spent more time researching that you went really into the deep to know more about it? And how did you use that 
new knowledge. I was never that type of person that really researched things. You know, I just am more instinctual and I kind of do things more from instinct than from, from actual research. So my curiosity is more thinking of something and then more instinctually going after it as opposed to researching mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you about the past and how do you use the past or if you don't use it at all and if you prefer the future? Yeah, I definitely use the past, but I like to reference the past and make sure that I forget enough so that it makes it feel relevant to today. I think it's very easy to get caught up and, you know, to get crippled by the past. I mean, I love the 50s and I love the 60s. And I love the 18th century and I love, you know, so much about so many different parts of our past. But I also like to make sure that I'm never redoing something. Mm -hmm. Should we use our curiosity to look backwards or to look forward? Both. Both. I mean, I think there's validity in both. In an industry that is constantly coming up with the new, can we stay curious and still be creative? I think you can't be creative without being curious. So yeah, I think you, you need both. You need curiosity to be creative. Mm -hmm. It creates the hunger to create, I think. Mm -hmm. What would you say is the greatest challenge in fashion at the moment. And how do you challenge yourself within each new collection? For most people, I think the hardest thing is to stay true to themselves. Mm -hmm. For me, it's very easy, but I think I see that being a struggle for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's unfortunately why you see a lot of the same and you see a lot of... Um, but why do you think this repetition is happening? I think there's not the confidence to really stay true to yourself and like be a true singular and unique voice because there is risk in that. What do you think would be the key then to stay curious? Does it have to come internally or is it just a state of mind or? Yeah, I think it's a state of mind. And I think you just have to be confident enough to be mm -hmm. truly curious. Mm -hmm. I, if I ask you to sketch curiosity for me, It could be just a line, mm. but I want to see how you you would do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do you have a ruler? Okay. There. This is curiosity for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Many people argue that curiosity is the driving force behind lifelong learning. The most essential life skill you can acquire is learning to learn, which is simply to be curious. On a personal level, I wouldn't be anywhere without the compelling thirst, this passion for things beautiful that always pushed me one step further by investigating and asking to know the reasons behind a story or a dress, the creativity of a designer. There is no curiosity that does not want an answer. And to get that answer, what is required is simply to take action. One must see the question as the beginning of a journey through knowledge and acquaintances with interesting people and their stories. Curiosity allows any story to shine, to be repeated and be embraced. Allow yourself to be impressed, as curiosity and discovery never age. This has been Live Curiously by Joyce, and I am Philip Montwery. Thank you for listening to Joyce Live Curiously. If you're curious about our next guest, stay tuned.
it was a brand new morning and there's no beautiful way to take over a brand new morning. It's a very emotional situation. The whole idea for me was actually to, out of respect for Johan, because I couldn't really continue his work uh, as Johan was very much uh, an enigmatic designer. He really designed the collections for himself. He was, I don't think clothes always should be functional, you know, but um, and they shouldn't always be beautiful either. What is beautiful for you, I wonder? I think beautiful for me is, well, actually for most people is beautiful. something that kind of makes us feel calm, that we think is pretty. and But then it can be very boring also. What does it serve, this need for change, you think? Um, and everything goes back to... To sex, no? Yeah, we want to be, we want to have fun. We want to, we want to feel attracted. We want to be attractive. I think uh, we are actually all, all very sexual humans. <laughs>